Welcome to the Music, Money, and Life podcast. This podcast is brought to you by HowToLicenseYourMusic.com. If you want to learn how to make money writing music for TV, films, and ads, visit HowToLicenseYourMusic.com today for a free video series all about how to write music specifically for use in TV shows, films, and commercials. Music, Money, and Life is the podcast that brings together the best minds in music licensing, music publishing, music marketing, and more together in one place. Learn how to license your music and market your music. Learn the latest cutting-edge techniques for getting your music heard and making money from your music. Learn directly from the musicians and industry insiders on the front lines of the music business. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review in iTunes. Every positive review helps us rise up the ranks in iTunes, gain more subscribers, and attract more and more great guests. And now, without further ado, here's today's podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Music, Money, and Life podcast. It's it's good to be back. I have another great episode for you guys today. We'll get to that in a minute. First, though, I wanted to go over a couple things at the top of the podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy the interviews and the sort of in-depth conversations that I have on this podcast about things like music licensing, music marketing, music production, and so on, be sure to check out htlympremium.com htlym for how to license your music premium.com and this site is a new members only site where I go even deeper I dive even deeper into a lot of the same topics that I cover on this podcast we offer live monthly webinars we have dozens and dozens of in-depth courses, three, four, as much as eight hours long on the topic of music licensing, music production, music marketing. Again, dozens and dozens of courses. We post daily music licensing leads. Uh, we have in-depth music business directories for things like music publishers, music supervisors. We have a new Spotify playlist curator directory. So basically... We offer a massive amount of, of resources for musicians. Uh, we focus on the topic of music licensing, but we also get into things like music marketing and promoting your music on platforms like Spotify and so on and so forth. So if that sounds interesting to you, go to, again, htlympremium.com. You can access all of our content, everything we offer for one low monthly price. And if you join between now and December 24th, we're, we're running a massive promotion where you can sign up for about a third of what it would normally cost. And you will actually throw in an extra month. So you can join for an entire year and we'll give you an extra month. And it's it's super cheap. So check it out, htlympremium.com. On today's podcast, I'm speaking with Spencer Davidson, uh, almost the same as my last name, Davidson. My last name is Davison, so not quite the same. But Spencer is actually my producer's intern. My producer is Gary Gray, and Spencer interns for, for Gary. Spencer has had a, a ton of success on Spotify. One of the projects that he has produced is up to, I think, about 16 million streams. So I, I wanted to bring Spencer on to talk about Spotify, the different strategies and techniques that, he, that he's implemented that has resulted in, in a ton of success. I'm really interested in Spotify. This is my second in what hopefully will be a series of interviews and podcasts and eventually even courses on the topic of promoting music on Spotify. My, my goal with this website and podcast is as much as possible to, to stay on top of, of where the music business is and where it's going. And for a couple years, I would, I would say as recently as a couple years ago, I was, I was somewhat skeptical about Spotify. I think like a lot of musicians and I, I wasn't quite, wasn't quite sure what to make of it. it. It didn't seem like it really paid that well. And, and, um, I just wasn't quite sure what to make of it. But now, a couple years later, I've really changed my position, if for no other reason than the fact that I think Spotify is here to stay. And like it or not, this streaming has become a huge part of the music business. And it's also becoming a way to make money, as you'll find out about in today's podcast. It takes a lot of work, and you know, you, you definitely need to generate a substantial amount of streams for it to add up to something substantial, but it's possible. It's it's doable, and I'm learning more and more 
how to get there, how to do it. So without further ado, let's listen to uh, Spencer Davidson tell us all about promoting music on Spotify. Hello, everybody. Today I am speaking with Spencer Davidson. His last name is really close to to my last name. People um almost invariably assume that my last name is Davidson. Davidson. People are constantly misspelling it. So, in a way, I, I wish I had your your last name. That would make my life easier. Spencer, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on, Aaron. Um, I really, honestly, I've never been uh, really interviewed like this. And I'm just very humbled that, um, you know, someone like yourself would have me on their show. I'm, I'm super uh, pumped to speak, speak with you today, Spencer. And before we get started, I wanted to sort of let people know how we connected. You're actually my producers. You're interning for Gary Gray, who, who is my producer. How long have you been interning for Gary? Correct. I've been interning with Gary for about, about six months now. And it's been a fantastic, uh, a fantastic ride. He's a very um, awesome person, and just uh, a lot of um, positive energy, which I really like. And uh, yeah, he he's there to answer any questions that I might have about uh, music business or uh, who I should associate with, you know, stuff like that. And it's just been a fantastic relationship. It's really cool. Awesome. Shout out to uh, Gary Gray if he's watching this by any chance. What's up, Gary? So uh, a couple months ago, I was talking to Gary and we were talking about Spotify. And over the last few months, I've become more and more interested in this platform. And Gary was telling me about you, Spencer. And he was telling me that uh, he was like, I have this intern, Spencer Davidson, who has gotten like 13 or 14 million streams on Spotify. I don't rem remember what the exact number was, but I was really curious about your story. And then we connected a couple of weeks ago on Skype and you kind of told me what you've been up to. So I would love for you, Spencer, to um, kind of tell us your story. Tell us your background, how long you've been making music and producing music. I know you have a few different projects that you've been working on, um, but I'm curious to learn about the strategies that you've implemented. And like you said, anybody can do this, that this isn't a, a secret formula. Um, but I'm, I'm just curious to, to learn how you've done this. So I'll, uh, I'll shut up and, and I'll let you tell us your story. So I want to keep it short because there's so many different ways I can take this. But the um, I've been making, making music for about 10 years. And um, it started from you know, uh, just DJing, uh, parties and in, in high school and, 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 uh, uh, at school dances and stuff like that with a crew of friends that, uh, you know, we really liked, we really, we really liked electronic music. And so we went to, uh, festivals and we did all the, all these different events and we had a fun time and we started making music in the, in, um, my buddy's garage. And, uh, then that started, uh, we started making beats on uh, our computers, little MacBooks and everything, and wasn't something that was super serious. I mean, we were getting paid to do gigs, but it wasn't a, you know, by any means full-time income. You know, I was still, I still had my, I still had a part-time job. You know, I was lifeguarding in the summer, you know, stuff like that. And um, so uh, basically from there, uh, I had a buddy who taught me everything that I know today uh, about basic production. Now, advanced production and there's advanced production and basic production uh, of what I like to call it. And the difference is uh, it's actually kind of a mental game because it's uh, basic production is uh, I'm doing this as a hobby and it's I'm not really serious about this. I'm just, you know, doing the bare minimum of the basics, right? advanced production is where you're all in and it's it's you're you're um you're hitting the ground running every single day with making you want to make your music the best now i i've always looked at it as uh being the best and when um a friend of mine who actually we used his garage uh, all all the time every day when he passed away from that moment i was like there's no way i can make this a make this a basic hobby it's all it's all or nothing now that was in a span of about seven years or so so uh from there 
I had no music, no views on my music. I had, I had, you know, just, it was, it was kind of just a hobby for me um, because I was in school and everything like that. However, I treated it very seriously. I treated it as a job. And so it was the music business side I really needed to get a handle on and the uh, finding out how people are going to listen to my music and stuff like that. Now, um, uh, I did have a little bit of success on Spotify, or I'm sorry, not Spotify, SoundCloud, about 2010, when I had a buddy who started a blog on Facebook. This was when you could just send your music to your buddy, and you can still do that today. You can send your music to, to your buddy, and he'll say, oh, this is great, um, I'm going to post this. And uh, he did that on on his uh, Facebook channel, and then it got I'm like ten thousand views, which was really cool. And that was 2010. And so in uh, then I went to school. I went to college, or university. I, I majored in uh, audio production, and I learned some stuff there. But what I really did was learned um, all that I know on YouTube. YouTube was what I really wanted to know and learn and how to make beats like, you know, the Skrillexes, the, the, um, the dead mouses. It's, 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 it, that's really, really what I was focusing on. And when I graduated college, I figured, okay, how do I get, I'm not, I'm not, you know, messing around anymore. How do I get my music heard? So then I started researching and I started, really networking and and the researching turned into networking because i knew i had to get out of the studio and not just stay in the studio i knew my i was somewhat confident in my music but i knew that if i um i wasn't even fully confident in my music i must say but i knew that if i got out of the studio and i went to the um the networking events uh like meetups, meetup.com is fantastic. Uh, if you have fans that are on meetup.com, they're already ahead of the game because they're gonna find those little meetup production groups. I'm part of a production group called Orange County Music, uh, Orange County Electronic Music Producers, or OCEMP, and you can look that up. And it's it's uh, uh, they have about a, we have about a thousand people in that group of um individuals that come in and gary does speeches at that um meetup and so if you're in the la area um or even the san diego area or i mean even the las vegas area we have people coming from all of the region to come to that meetup because it's it's a very tight-knit group of people and the um the meetup is thriving we have um money to um find spaces so we can have meetings all that stuff but I wish they had that about 10 years ago because uh, when I was first starting it was just me and a group of friends that were you know trying to figure it out and so now we have legit people that have been in the industry for you know a few years and um, you know they can help you with your music and stuff like that and just networking um, I think I'll be speaking there again down the line um, but anyway uh, moving on to um, how it really happened was that I met a guy uh, named uh, uh, Thompson. You can look him up on um, Spotify, uh, uh, iTunes, everywhere. He's a social media guru. He knows exactly how to get uh, stuff on social media and uh, how to make it really popular. And so what happened when I met up with him was he knew social media I knew production so I said okay um, maybe we can like work together and, and do this stuff he's like yeah yeah you uh, you help me make beats and I'll get it really popular and I said okay I'll give it I gave it a couple tries and then what really happened was that he um, he knows a lot of different bodybuilders so he was able to uh, put the music we were making in their uh, videos so he was making a video for them. I think it was a group of like three guys every single day. So and, and were these, if I can just uh, jump in real yeah, quick, were these please. video videos for YouTube? What platform were was he promoting? Were these bodybuilders promoting their videos? 
Um, all social media. So okay. mainly YouTube and Instagram. Is this answering your question? I, I just want to make sure I'm I'm staying on track. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we're getting there. This is really the, the the. It sounds like we're getting to sort of the meat of the story of how you were able to to get all these streams. So the artist, you said his name is Thompson. How do you spell that, by the way? Is, is it with a P or is it a T H M P S N? T H M P S N S N. Okay, so yeah. Thompson. So you hooked up up with this guy key like you said um new social media you knew production you guys started to collaborate and then he approached these bodybuilders he was he was in with this community and so uh, where did it go from there how did that um catapult you guys into you know millions and mi millions of streams on spotify so this is cool because for the longest time uh before i get into this I must say that um, this this is cool because for the longest time I was always like, oh, it's a record label that's going to get you there. It's a record label that's going to do this. It's 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 all of this stuff. But as of right now, we, me and him, are the record label, and we don't need anyone else. And so this is the this is the beauty of what I'm I'm going to tell you is that you don't need anybody else. And right now he, you know, we are discussing deals with major labels and you know obviously they still want to do a um they want to do a 360 deal meaning that they they um uh i don't know i don't know if um uh your fans really know what that deal is but it's it's a it's a deal when they own everything they own the, the full circle it's 360 so they own um if you go on a if you go on go on ellen let's say they get you on there and they receive you know the money uh, will actually probably foot the bill for you to get in there. But if you if you play at uh, Red Rocks uh, in uh, Colorado, they get some of that. If you play at festivals or if you do commercial, they get some of that. So yeah, uh, they get they know. get a cut of of everything. Hence mm -hmm. the name three hundred and sixty. So mm -hmm. they get a piece of everything. Is that something you guys are are considering doing? No, we would like to do a. Um, uh, we've been approached by two late two majors right now and we said abs uh, uh politely absolutely not um uh we want to do a um i'm also mentored by um is a guy named isabella he's usher's producer he said uh you need an admin deal so i said okay and um talking with uh um my lawyer he's like well, to get an admin deal, you need this, you know, and all this stuff. And, and really the research always continues. I learn something every single day. Um, but now to get into the, uh, uh, to get into the meat of, of everything. Um, really it's, it's about, um, and even before I, I really get into the meat of it, uh, I don't mean to raise so much hype around it, but I really want to say that you got to surround yourself with people who want to support you and who you want to support. Because if you don't have that solid team of, I was just, because what, what made me think about it was my lawyer. My lawyer's my age. He doesn't have a, a ton of experience. However, he makes things really easy and he isn't a, um, he, he fully understands, I've known him for a few years, he fully understands my artistic um, uh, uh, vision and he, he supports it. Uh, Thompson also does, I just actually finished a um, two day writing camp with him. We made all sorts of music together. And uh, you gotta surround yourself with people that just wanna bring you up. It's, it's that simple. And so if you, if you have that crew of people, you have anybody who just, they just, they want to use you for their own benefit, that's poison. And that, that will not get you the streams and get you into the position that I'm going to be talking about today. Um, uh, uh, is, is that good to add? I love that. I love to say that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like we could have a whole separate conversation in terms of how to find those people and how to connect with those people. Maybe after, maybe after we get into to the uh, 
into the uh, the Spotify streams, we can talk about you know ideas for networking and finding people like that, finding people that want to lift you up. But um, but let's get in, into the streaming. So you were kind of starting to to tell the story about what led to this success on, on Spotify. So so yes. Um. <clears throat> uh. Well. So I was approached by my buddy and he said, Hey, I can get your music millions and millions and millions of streams. I said, no way that that's not possible. You're in, uh, you're insane almost. And so, um, you know, we had a couple more conversations and I said, then he said, Hey, just make me, you know, four songs and we'll, we'll see where it goes. I said, okay. And, and so, uh, he, checked out the songs. He was also interested in production, but we, um, we put them online and he put them in all these videos. I think he put them in a video a week for the first, uh, two months. And what that did was it slowly, uh, he, all he would do is tag the video at the end of tag the song at the end of the video. So he'd put it on YouTube. And then as the as the um, the bodybuilding video would go up, and from there, in the description and at the end of the video, he would have the link to the song, either on Spotify or on YouTube. Now, um, you can kind of grow either way. Um, we've really focused on Spotify. That's what um, because they pay us the most um, every month. So we've really focused on getting the Spotify um, up and running. And that's um, uh, when the bodybuilder would upload a new uh, a video, he would go on his Instagram and say, hey, this new song is really cool. Check it out. And the Spotify link is here. Just, um, you know, swipe up. or uh, um, Yeah, he would say, you know, swipe up. And so they would go to the song with that organic uh, traction. We wouldn't obviously wouldn't have to pay the guy or anything like that because um, uh, James was uh, making all these videos, so it was easy, easier to um, get into that loop. And from there, we could make Spotify playlists surrounding um, working out. And um, it, it was interesting because it naturally for, it naturally came about because all the all the uh, the, the uh, followers of these bodybuilders wanted uh, they want to be like these bodybuilders so they they listen to their music all the time and it's it's uh, uh, if that makes sense yeah so they 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 listen to music in the gym they listen to music in the car wherever so uh because they hear that music on the video and they're like oh if i listen to this music it's gonna be um it's really it, it's gonna really help my workout and i've my james has gotten messages from people saying hey uh this song really helped me um uh with my workout today you know stuff like that so it, it organically grew like that and uh uh so what I really want to tell your, your your audience, Aaron, is how they can get the same traction that we got, um, because um, it could be a little daunting, you know, hearing this, you know, what what we did, you know. Yeah, no, because th like what you're what you're saying sounds amazing, but what I'm thinking maybe people are are going to be wondering is maybe they're thinking that this is great, Spencer, that you connected with this social media influencer who happened to know this bodybuilder who happened to ha have this, um, this huge audience. But what if I don't have any, in, any of those things lined up? What if I don't know somebody who is already successful on, on YouTube and, and, and Instagram? How do you sort of get started if you're, you're sort of in the very beginning of all this? So, so this is where I want to say, this is where I circle back and I say the relationships you got to surround with people that want to build you up and not only just themselves. And if it's, it, it, it's a, the mutual, the it, it's, a, it has to be mutual. It has to be 100% mutual. If you go in thinking, okay, like this person's going to do this or, you know, um, 
you know, if you if you go in with something with ill intentions, it's just not going to work out for you. So what um, uh, that being said, what you got to do is get get out of your studio and go to where go to the networking events, go to network and find someone who says or even message um, uh, message uh, message somebody with a huge YouTube page and said and say, hey, I have music and make sure that music is uh, uh, royalty free and say, hey, will you, uh, if I give you my music, will you put it in your video and you link my, my channel or my, my, to where the song is? And if it's yes, then just keep pumping out the jams and, and email them every single week and say, hey, like I got new songs. Have, have about like, five humongous channels like with um with 500 uh 200,000 because over a million uh it gets a little difficult uh with uh actually getting their attention because they're so busy doing all their other stuff so find channels with like 100,000 to two to 500,000 that uh because they will need music and just 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 Throw it to them and say, "Hey, look, you can use this for your channel. If you want custom music, I can help you with that. Just, uh, just let me know." And from there, you can uh, really start to grow. Really start to grow. If you have five, if I had five Jameses, my music would be like I'd have five times the amount of streams that I have now. And um, not only just making music for him, but uh, uh, you know, making music for myself and, and giving it to the, um, uh, the owners of these channels. Yeah. Is that something, what is sort of the next step for you, Spencer? Are you, is that your goal to now connect with five other s similar people or, or what, what is, what is the future? What is your strategy going forward? So my strategy is now I, 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 I need to, look for that. I need to look for five others. But uh, the relationship with, that I have with James right now is so awesome. And I and I understand the plan. And I know how he works that I just, I really want to hit that hard right now, me personally. And what he's doing is that he's actually, we're, we discussed yesterday, a rollout plan for my own artistry. And you know, I mean, my stuff's on Spotify now, um, uh, and everything, but my, my, to get to where his numbers are that on my own music, uh, we're going to be doing the rollout plan. I actually have, uh, three bodybuilders that I'll be putting music with them. And, uh, uh, because now, um, it's interesting. He's worked with, uh, mainly one bodybuilder, uh, uh, the whole time. Uh, uh, one, one, uh, one bodybuilder really liked his music. So he's used it on every single, um, every single video. So he's kind of in a way pigeonholed himself into this one guy. So if another bodybuilder uses it, uh, people get upset and they're like, you stole his music, you did this. And, and it's this kind of funny back and forth little, um, little bickering, which is very interesting. But, uh, so I'm going to be working with, um, I am, I, to answer your question, yes, I am, uh, going to be, um, pursuing, um, uh, more avenues to put, put my music in. And, um, I've also done, um, you know, I, I've talked to Gary about sync licensing and all this stuff. And I'm, and I'm, even before I met Gary, I knew that world. And so, uh, that is also another way. Um, you know, and that's a whole nother conversation in itself, I must say, but that's another way that you can really get, uh, music, you know, your, your, uh, your, uh, fan base to grow. Yeah. What, what I love about all of this and, and the reason I sort of have become interested in Spotify over the last few months is in listening to your story. And I think you listened to the, the other podcast I did a, a couple weeks ago with an artist who goes by the name Kelly Guru and listening to these different stories, stories, what strikes me as very exciting about this is this is this is something like you said anybody 
can do this. There's really no barrier to en entry. Anybody can put their music on Spotify. Anybody can email different YouTube channels. So I like, I like the, the potential because I feel like what happens a lot in the music business is as artists, we make music and, and we're passionate about our craft. But I feel like for a lot of us, we sort of reach this point where we're just not sure how to move forward. You know, I, I, I feel like if, if we have a plan, if we know what the goal is, it's much easier to work towards that goal. So I feel like with Spotify, I'm starting to see sort of a way you can deliberately and methodically sort of work towards th this, this goal. With that said, I'm sure there's an element of, of luck. Um, let's talk a little bit about sort of the quality of music you make versus connecting with the right people. How much of this do you feel like is the music? I mean, obviously the music needs to be good. The production needs to be good. What percentage of it is the music itself versus just connecting with the right people at the right time? That's such a great question because honestly, I don't think that, I don't think that my music would have the same effect on people. Um, James has gotten messages from people, people that have been uh, in hard places of their lives, the, the, of their lives that said like, Hey, this song really helped me through this depression. This song really helped me through this and that. And, you know, honestly, if you really pushed hard and it's uh, another thing when, when um, this whole thing is not easy. Um, it's, it's, uh, um, which, which as, as I know you understand, but it's, it's, it, it, it's simple, but it's not easy. Uh, it's the simplicity simplicity of it that I think people have a hard time figuring it out. But um, uh, that being said, yes, the 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 music has to be I, that's number one. To be perfectly honest, the music has to be good. And I've had I, I had a whole album of songs that the whole time I was like super depressed that I was making because I knew that I'm like, man, no one's gonna hear this stuff. And then, and then I, I just, I hoped and prayed really hard. And I was like, you know, uh, uh, just, just these songs just need to be heard by people. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And then I was asked, Hey, can, can, um, uh, uh, can I use your music? This is James. I said, yeah, that's fine. So, uh, that being said, yes, the music is number one. Yeah, th th that makes sense. J I want to clarify one thing uh, for people listening to this. So James, who you keep re referring to, releases music under the name Thompson. Is that is that correct? Yeah, it's his last name. Yeah. Okay, so he releases music under the name Thompson. You've you've produced this music. This is the project that has gotten is it thirteen million Spotify streams? Sixteen, six up to sixteen million. Mm -hmm. And then you also release music under your own name, right, Spencer? And you said mm -hmm. you have like half a million streams, which which isn't too uh, too shabby either. So I, w I just wanted to to make that clear for people. So yeah, obviously the music needs to be great. Let's get into if we can some more sort of some tactical things in terms of strategies for releasing music. Um, I'm also, also if we could go over how much streaming pays, I think I touched on that in the, the last podcast, but I wanted to, to get your take on that as well. Maybe we can start there. So I think you said, did you say 1000 per 1000 per hundred thousand streams? Is that right? I, I, I think I recall you saying well, something we'll along kill I was listening to your podcast with Killigrew last night and, and honestly he hit it right on the head. It's about, it's about, um, I mean, he's in Sweden. I'm, I'm here in America. Right. And so listening to that where he's like, yeah, about, about 4,000, um, per like, uh, I don't even remember what he said. It, it, it's, it's right around about $4,000 to four to 5,000. I, I, for, for my own, where I am in my region, uh, of uh, uh, Los Angeles, California, uh, right around uh, four to six thousand per million streams. Uh, okay. Comfortably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've it, heard between four and eight thousand, but okay. So we we can say on the conservative side, four thousand per million streams, right? Yes, yes, and and it is uh, um, 
yeah and of course i'm counting because i have a lot of fan like you know fans in uh australia and the uk so that's overseas and um also if you submit your uh, music to a pro they also pay every quarterly so not only you'll get money from the publishing with uh you know putting out your song but you also get it from uh the writing aspect that's what i receive every quarter now that's only like a couple hundred bucks um every quarter but um i would safely say conservatively four to four to uh four to five uh grand per million um you know Okay. So, you know, that gives us something to, to shoot for. So apart from this strategy, Spencer, of reaching out to influencers, which I think is a great uh, idea, by the way, that makes mm -hmm. perfect sense. Do you have any other ideas or strategies for, you know, in terms of getting on playlists or submitting music directly to Spotify playlists? What are your thoughts in terms of uh, just any ideas in, in, in general? Well, you had a couple people on, I know, um, well, I, I'm referencing the last podcast you did. You guys talked about CD Baby and how you can submit early. And that is fantastic. I personally use DistroKid. Um, uh, that, that's, been, um, that's been the easiest uh, place. And we're now in talks with working with another uh, publishing company that's actually going to send us uh, a royalty check every month. How, because uh, DistroKid and CD Baby and all that stuff will send you um, I think a check every three months um, because they have to wait for the vendors and, uh, you know, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff to come in. So, um, uh, yes, Spotify playlists are key. Again, meet the people with the Spotify playlists. And if you meet someone with a huge Spotify playlist, especially if it's online, really incubate their friend, the friendship for a while and um, however long and connect different ways. And instead of being like, can you, it's more a, let me help you here, here. I, I found some really killer, even if they're not your songs, you just say, Hey, I, I, I found a really killer, a few really killer songs you'd really like for your playlist. Say like, for instance, killer groove, he made a chill step, um, uh, uh, playlist. I don't, I've totally dabbled in chill step. Um, I know, I know that genre. I know, I, I know it. He, he probably is a, a master of that genre, but, uh, uh, I could go online or I could go into my library and say, Hey, um, Chris, here are, uh, uh, five songs that I have that, uh, can help your Spotify playlist by you not having to go out and look for that music. You know, here, here, here you go. I'm, I, I wanted to. Um, help you out by doing that and um uh yeah that, that i just you got to take a mentality of helping that person and saying hey I, i'll make your job easy here's all these five songs you know whatever and whatever they need um i take the gary i call it the gary gray approach by asking what do they need or want you know yeah, no, this is a theme that comes up a lot in the context of licensing as well. I mean, it's the same, I hear the same sort of idea and philosophy in the context of publishing and, and working with libraries is, you know, who, who would have thought that actually being helpful and nice to people go, goes a long way. So uh, it, it makes sense. I mean, I guess the, the cynical part of me, Spencer, is, and it's a very small percentage of, of my mentality, but there is a part of this that it starts to seem like a lot of work, right? You've, you've got to connect with people and email people and make playlists and offer suggestions. And it starts to feel like a lot of work that's not directly related to, to music. Maybe talk about that because I'm, I mean, I, I kind of feel like this is just the reality of the music business in 2018 going into 2019, especially for streaming and, and licensing. There's a lot of legwork that goes in, goes into this. How do you, how do you sort of stay motivated and, and get all this work done? So, so yeah, even, even with my, even I guess with my success, there are days when I wake up and I say, how, how am I going to make money today? You know, and, and, and how am I going to advance my project? 
And there have been so many times, you know, over the summer, my, my buddy, uh, James was so focused on, on, um, and it, he, he's kind of ADHD. So he has a, he has a hyper-focusing thing. That's why when I go up and see him, he's just hyper-focused on the music. Right. So, um, uh, he's all, he was all hyper-focused for a few months on the social media aspect where someone like me, where, you know, I, I know he's busy and he's returning my calls, but it's been very slow. It's like, oh man, you know, you kind of get that, like, you know, oh, he's, he's moving on without me, but what you got to do is stay real and stay cool. Um, you know, anybody he's worked with probably four or five of their just friend producers that have like given him some music and he's, you know, gotten pretty famous and stuff, but, um, or gotten some plays and he doesn't really associate with any of them because they've all, I call, I kind of say gone crazy mode where it's a, Hey, Hey, like, uh, what about me? What about me? Huh, huh, huh. If, and, and I've approached James with, Hey, what else can I help you with? What, what can I help you with? And if I had that attitude from the very get go, cause I didn't have that attitude. I was, uh, probably one of the only, um, musicians or DJs in my hometown that could DJ on vinyl very well when I was 16, 17 years old. So, uh, I had a big chip on my shoulder and I was just like, you know, you should book me for this gig because I can play vinyl and nobody else in this town can. What kind of an attitude is that? You know, and I had to get, I had to get, um, I had to get kicked around and, and, um, you know, told off a few times before I, really understood that uh, that's not the mentality to have. <laughs> and so uh, having that wanting to help mentality, not not to where it's people are tromping all over you, but that wanting to help mentality will take you places, I, I'm, I tell you. So yeah, just staying positive, friendly, professional, um, yeah, that, I mean, it makes perfect, perfect sense that I don't think this is the right business to go into with a huge ego and, and expectations of, of, of people serving you makes, makes total sense. Hey, I had a question for you. This is, this is completely left field. It's somewhat connected to this conversation, but I'm just wondering, I did a blog post a couple of days ago and, um, I actually interviewed this guy it was about two years ago on my podcast. Have you heard of this guy, Matt Farley, who has written like 19,000 songs? Matt Farley. That sounds really, really familiar. Um, I, it doesn't ring a bell, but that sounds really familiar. What, what, what's up with him? So this guy, like I said, I interviewed him like two years ago and his whole shtick for, for lack of a better word or, or his, his strategy is he got a check for like 74 cents, you know, back in like 2012 from Spotify for one song. And he's like, Hey, that's not a lot, but what if I had, you know, 20,000 songs that, that each did that. So over the, I guess it's more, more, it's more funny than anything, but over the course of four or five years, he, he wrote and released, I think he's up to like 19,000 songs and uh, apparently makes like $65,000 a year just from, uh, just from sheer volume. So I guess we could use him as a segue into this next question is volume, quantity versus volume. The, the reason I bring this up is I did a blog post where I mentioned this guy and somebody wrote me and said, this is so sad. You know, is this, is this what the music business has, has become? And I, I guess I can look at it one or two ways. On, on one hand, it is sort of, it's a ridiculous amount of, amount of music. Obviously, it's not all going to be great works of art. But on the other hand, the guy goes to work every day and he writes music and has figured out a way to make money from music. Um, what, what do you think in terms of quantity versus quality? Well, I'm just going to use, I'm just going to use hip hop as, as, as an example. And I yeah. don't mean to poke fun. I, I, I grew up with, um, I grew up with, uh, uh, Dre and, and, um, NWA and like all, all of the, um, cunning linguistics, all of this hip hop. Um, nowadays you talk to uh, a lot of old school people or even, um, even just producers in the industry and hip hop is just, it's, it's garbage <laughs> because the, the only reason why is it's, um, 
And here's the thing. Uh, uh, I had a buddy who made 800 tracks uh, over the summer. Now, those are hip-hop tracks. Those aren't really, I guess, dance music tracks. Now, you can get in. You can. This could be a whole debate in itself, and I'm probably, like, people are going to be like, you know, uh, uh, you know, some people might be like upset because I'm talking about this, but it's really important and relevant. If, uh, let me give you an example. If Skrillex came out with uh, uh, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites and it was total garbage, do you think people would still be talking about him today? I don't think so. I think what he had was extremely high quality and um, Joel Zimmerman or Dead Mouse saw that. And he said, yeah, this is like really good quality. It's, it's super, super awesome. And he was just able to get it into the right place. And he filled that niche of that, um, that cool music that people were really yearning to at that time, 2010 or whenever it was. And, um, he really capitalized on a lot of, excuse me, on a lot of the good sounds that, um, or, you know, quote, I love this. I love this expensive sounds that um, he got out of it. Now, um, uh, a lot of these hip hop today is very much the the image that that person has. It's the um, the little pumps or the uh, Supreme Patties who have millions and millions and millions of followers online, and so they don't need. It's not essential for them to have the best music on the planet. Um, they literally can just, there's one song where one of them is just saying blah, blah, blah the whole time. And it's auto-tuned, so it sounds pleasurable, but it's at the same time, on a production and music, musical standpoint, it's, you know, garbage. And, and it, of course, it is uh, subjective. Um, I'm not putting anybody down for uh, liking that music. Um, but in terms of, I'm just looking at it logically and looking at it in a uh, production thing. And so what I would actually say is it's more, it's simple and it's really, it's not that difficult. I wouldn't say it's, I guess garbage is a very harsh word, um, but I would say uh, uh, it's very simple and the production behind it is, is not fully thought out in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard the track, but I'm going to go out on the limb and say it's probably garbage. <laughs> it's just, just ba based on, on, on what you've told me. But uh, yeah, listen, I think we should all strive for quality, obviously, and figure out a way to get paid for the music we, we make. And that, that's really what I'm trying to do with this series of podcasts and um, interviews. So I think this is probably a good place to to stop. Spencer, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time. If it's cool, what I'd like to do at the end of each of these podcasts is play one of one of your tracks. You know, I'd like to feature a track from all of my guests. Do you have a track of one of your songs from one, one of your own, you know, from your personal music project that we can play at the end here? Yeah, yeah. I um I have so many and I was thinking about this last night. I, I which which song do I want to play? Maybe I'll play. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? I have a, uh, a brand new track I just finished yesterday. It's not even out yet. Should I send that to you uh, uh, after we get done here, or uh, yeah, how do, you that, do that? Yeah, that would be great. Send it to me after mm -hmm. after we get done, and then I'll I'll edit it in a, at the end. What What's the name of the track? The name of the track is called "Live It Up." Live it up. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's uh, like 100 BPM. Uh, I don't really know what kind of genre it is, to be perfectly honest. It's it's just it's it's you put it into your dot, it will say or digital audio workstation, it will say 100 BPM. So it's just a. I think I think you'll like the song. So I, I, I'm glad to I'm glad that um, I would love if you played it. Awesome. So this is Spencer Davidson. This is his track. Live it up. Spencer, thanks so much for, for doing this. Thank you, Aaron. Have a great day.
last night Baby, I can make it right Slide on closer, baby We can talk about it No need to be mad Hate to see you sad Yes, I know I'm crazy Crazy about you, crazy about your love I know I'm a flirt sometimes Crazy, crazy about your, crazy about your love I know I'm a flirt sometimes 